I used to roll back woods, rip the dawns, good wherever he goes. One million and one flows, depositing dough. Set you down with the mafia family, let me know. Yeah, number one, I don't do number two. They watching how I do, because I'm really hood. Red hoodie, gold jewelry, too groovy, might lose me. Don't approach with the foolery, keep the two on me, homie. You don't know me, rip the dawn, the one and only. Hello, I'm Rick the Dawn. You are now tuning in into the Really Hood Podcast. I'm your host with the most. This episode is brought to you by reallyhood.com, a space for independent artists to get their shine on. Go check it out. Let's jump right in. EJ Bradford was a 21-year-old male who entered a Alabama mall where a mass shooting had taken place. And because EJ Bradford was a member of the U.S. Army, his training immediately jumped into action. When he heard gunshots, the U.S. Army are trained to go towards and save and protect. That's what they're taught. That's what's drilled into their soul and their hearts. Well, doing so got E.J. Bradford murdered. And I want to be very, very respectful to his family. This is certainly not for clout or clickbait or anything like that. This topic is very saddening and it deserves some real discussion about what's going on in America. Here we have a hero, E.J. Bradford, 21 years old, young man, a young hero who was in the process of fighting for his country and doing so in the most distressed of times. When you're going to a mall, the last thing that you expect to happen is a shooting, right? You're in a mall. It's a public place. Well, in this case, that is what happened. There was a mass shooting inside of a beautiful mall, right? EJ Bradford, relying on his training, he had a permit to carry a firearm, began to engage the suspect. And in doing so, when the police arrived, the Alabama police shot EJ Bradford three times in the back. And I believe the spots where he was shot was in his back, the back of his neck, and the back of his head. I can't even begin to tell you how upsetting that is for a multitude of reasons. Starting off with the most obvious, this man is someone who served the country. And one thing I don't like is that we get a lot of rhetoric about men and women who served the country and how we should be proud of that fact and how we should stand for the anthem and, you know, all these different things. And we should represent and our, our, our soldiers and, and, and we hear a lot of that stuff, right? A lot of that propaganda, a lot of that narrative about how especially black folks should be very thankful to be a part of America and how we should this and we should that. But then these type of stories come out and no one's talking about it. You know why? Because it goes against that narrative, right? Here's a man, black, fighting for his country and actually trying to protect. He was killed for that, for that very thing. We're going to talk about the hypocrisy that as Americans, we have to live through every day, okay? But here's a man serving his country, killed while trying to protect. That's not exactly where the story ends. In 2019, the attorney general of that space deemed the cop's action in shooting E.J. Bradford in the back three times justified. And that police officer was not charged for anything at all. Let's digest this really slowly. And I'm gonna try to do so objectively. I don't even care that E.J. Bradford is a black man. I think I care that he was doing the right thing. He had a permit. He followed all the laws. He was fighting for his country. He did all the things. He checked off all the Patriot boxes, checked them all off, and it didn't matter. He was shot in the back. 
something about that irks me on a totally different level. When you put on that badge and you put on that that cop uniform, you have a duty. And any righteous man or woman serving their country or serving in a line of duty has made an oath. And when you shoot someone in the back three times, you shouldn't even wait for the district attorney to say this or say that. As a righteous individual, I would expect somebody held to that high of a regard as a police officer to say, I deserve time. I'm going to do time because I killed a hit. I killed a hero. There's so much wrong here. There's so much wrong. This story needs to be put in front of every single person who had a problem with the whole anthem protest. Every single one of them because this is exactly the problem. This is a man who served the country. Where's his justice at? He didn't serve the country? He did. So now what? What's the excuse now? This wasn't a thug, a gangster who walked around and pickpocketed and stuff like that. This was a man trying to protect his country, trying to protect your life. And he was shot dead in the act of protecting. And after extensive investigation, there is no wrongdoing. Wow. 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 The story goes deeper. Officer David Alexander did not have his body camera activated. Why is that? If you're responding to a mass shooting in a mall, you would imagine that that would be one of the first things you did. Let's get this recorded because that's your job. Your job is to protect and serve. And as you're protecting and serving, you would like to do so objectively. There is nothing more objective than the camera. The camera doesn't lie. It just looks and sees. And for Officer Alexander, who I don't don't know and I don't want to criminalize because according to the attorney general, he's innocent. So I have to respect that. But I'm looking at the morality of it. If you don't have your camera on, what are you hiding? What, why is that not the case? Why why is he not at least charged for not having his camera on? Why is he not charged for, you know, a lesser charge? Maybe not first degree murder, but something that at least holds him responsible because this is the grand problem with America. And I don't care who has anything to say. I don't care what politician jumps on the screen and says what they say. I don't care how beautiful the speeches are. Until we hold everybody to the same plateau and uh, standard, then America will never be great. It'll never be great. Don't tell me about making America great as long as racism is a thing. It can't be great. Don't tell me about making America great without the help of everybody included. America will never, ever ever be great until everybody is held to the same standard. It'll never be great. You know why? Because diversity allows everyone's strengths to shine. You understand that? You want to know what a all white America will look like or be like? It'd be terrible. That'll be like going into your cupboard and looking for a spoon and it all being butter knives because no one believes in diversity here. That'll be like going into a shoe store and it all being the exact same pair of shoes. No diversity, no colors, no nothing. It's just one type of shoe. That'll be like going to the hairdresser and wanting something different for a change just to change things up, but the hairdresser only being skilled in making one hairdo. That'll be like going to the movie theater to see something new and having the exact same movie plan for the last 100 years. That is why a one race America doesn't work. Listen, folks, God made us. And if you don't like black people, if you don't like white people, if you don't like Asian people, if you don't like Arabic people, you don't like the creation of God. When is that going to resonate? God didn't just make the white man. He made us all. And if you don't like a, a particular demographic for no other reason than their color, you are aggressively going against the creation of God himself. And I don't know how that's going to work for you when you get in front of him. Now, the funniest thing about this whole racism problem is that you have white people who claim to be Christians, but also racist at the same time. Good luck with that. Because if you believe in Christ, then you must believe in heaven. And if you believe in Christ, then you should know he's from the city of Bethlehem, which is located in the country of Palestine, which is located off the continent of Asia, which makes Jesus Middle Eastern. 
Good luck with that. Good luck with bashing people from the Middle East and just calling them all terrorists. And then getting up to heaven and seeing that Christ himself is Middle Eastern. Good luck. Good luck. Because according to the Bible, Christ is the only way to heaven. That's going to be interesting. I, 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 I want for, You want to talk about movies? I want front row tickets to the front gate of heaven from the inside, of course. As all these people who hate all races except one race. Trying to get into this into this beautiful place called heaven. Good luck. Because if you don't like black people, if you don't like aliens, first off, you don't like God's creations. Second of all, if you don't like Middle Eastern and all this, you don't like Jesus himself. You can't. You cow. Jesus wasn't white. Good luck. That's all I can tell you. You've been warned. Change your heart. Change your heart. America will never be great until we respect what everybody brings to the table. You want to know what's so important about respecting what everybody brings to the table? You want to know why? Because God made us all. And he made us all for a, a specific purpose. He didn't give us all the same skills. He gave us all different skills. And if we have the intelligence, if we could just muster up the intelligence to love each other and respect each other, guess what could happen? Not only would America be great, the world would be great because we would all work together. We would use the Asians for what they're good at, <laughs> like math. We can use the, the Mexicans and Hispanics for what they're good at, like a uh, building, I guess. We can use the African-Americans or black people or Africans for what they're good at, you know, style. I don't know. I'm just going off the top of my head. Uh, we can use the Caucasian or the, the Europeans for what they're good for in terms of uh, leadership, right? We can, you know, that's what I'm saying. So when we neglect or we alienate a certain demographic because of skin color and things of that nature, we are cutting off our own supply. Okay, for your body right now, look at your body. You can't look at your body, but just imagine your body from top to down. It functions so well because every body part does something different. And if you want a all white society, that's like having all left arms. Your head is a left arm. Your, your, your left arm is a left arm. Your right arm is a left. You're limiting our capacity to be great, not only as America, but as a world. The Lord God made us all different because if we're all working together, we can all do different things. One race doesn't have it all. We all have specific gifts that cater to who we are and our history. And if we bring it, bring that all together in this beautiful melting pot and we pull the great things from everybody and say, hey, why hate each other? God made us all. If we could actually get our wrap our mind around that, we would be we can actually attain greatness. Now, I don't know how the conversation about E.J. Bradford got here, but I think it all makes sense. It's all within the same context. Here's the surprise. Police officers should be held to a higher standard, not a lesser standard. They're in an authoritarian position. When we have a society where authoritarian figures are held to a lesser standard than the general population, then there's no, there, I don't want to hear about lady justice. I don't want to hear about fairness. I don't want to hear about laws. I don't want to hear about any of this stuff. All this political jargon and agenda stuff, propaganda, I don't want to hear any of it because it's hypocrisy at its, at its finest. We have to hold those people in those specific positions to a higher standard. You have the authoritarian figures, the people that are, are the protectors and the overseers held to a lesser standard than a general civilian. That's absurd to me. You have a greater responsibility. You, you, you uh, enjoy greater freedoms because you can carry your own firearms. You got all these different things, but you're held to a, a lesser standard. Something's wrong here. When that happens. With that being said, let's take a moment to allow these thoughts to process by checking out one of these tracks here by yours truly, Rick the Dawn. I'll be right back. Hope they pain y'all haters. I murder these beats. They label me the dawn. I put hits on beats. Yeah. 
Bust my heat, I survived all the beef Then I killed the corporate world, I got a master's degree It's been a long time coming, hope they finally see Six albums deep, in the game, I think they calling for me A million haters try to tell me that I couldn't succeed The art of business kicked the knowledge, now I'm so country clean Yeah, hot damn, better than hot jam Used to ride in that grand damn, what about that die shadow Now I'm out the shadows, going tattle, baby rattles Taking candy from a baby, crazy sexy to the ladies These haters like, hi, Rick, you ugly, I'm like Damon, I'm a boy I done hit so many kitties, ARs protesting your boy AK-45 on the side of the crib Trying to introduce you to your ribs I done told these lames Show these lames You can't hurt me with a tweet You can't beat me on the beat Got that stuff stuffed in the seat Say hello to old me I was so low key with mines Cops were searching for me blind Switch my path First I observed my past Now I laugh as I mash on the gas Rick the dawn Rick the storm Rick reborn, Rick the king, Rick the bomb, Rick the main running I went from muddy days to surfing on sound waves It's certain I found faith, I'm working till ground breaks Burned all curtains and all drapes just to show them it's not fake All this purpose to be great, still they certain that I'll flake See this belt sitting on my waist See this sweat dripping off my face See I had a past I just can't erase Probably make you cry like a can of mace Never gave me shit so I had to take Never had no trust cause I saw them snakes I was walking in the grass with them cobras on my ass And they hissing all loud like I can't escape Now what's left for me About to tell y'all my story Playing for them rings like Ori Coming straight from the field with a corn bee Now I'm on a 19th story Your research bores me but them checks adore me, keep calling me, they keep checking for me Said that I could only do this once, you let me in, you stupid punks I showed up in my white tee and chucks, you stared at me like what the f*** That's Atlanta for ya, Michigan will swing hammers for ya Fishing deep down in the state of Georgia, caught me some fans cause I'm hot like torture They told me I was an odd job, got a golden eye in a mod squad All the cheat codes plus a rumble pack, they're still trying to play me like Nintendo back 64 times 64, that's the age that I do this for Cause them legends don't die, see them looking from the sky And they're standing by a guy I just can't ignore They pain your haters, I murder these beats They label me the dawn, I put hits on beats Yeah, bust my heat, I survived all the beef Then I killed the corporate world, I got a master's degree It's been a long time coming, hope they finally see Six albums deep in the game, I think they calling for me A million haters trying to tell me that I couldn't succeed The art of business kicked the knowledge, now I'm so country clean Yeah Alright, welcome back. Let's go ahead and attempt to put a nice ribbon around this very controversial and heavy topic. We have EJ Bradford, a black male, 21 years old, responding to a Alabama mall shooting in which he engaged the suspect. And then once the police arrived, Officer David Alexander, a police officer, shot him three times in the back. Those three shots were in the back of the head, the back of the neck, and the back itself. 
man, it's tough. First off, I want to look at this objectively. I know maybe I'm waiting too long to do this, but perhaps, ah, man, I can't even, I can't make, uh, this is what I was going to say. I was going to say that, was it EJ Bradford's spot or space to engage the suspect? I'm, I have to say yes, because EJ Bradford, 21, was in the U.S. Army. He had a permit to carry a concealed firearm. And when you have that permit, if your life is in danger, you have the right to discharge your weapon. Now, I know those rules change and differ from place to place, but generally speaking, that's the whole point of a concealed firearm. If you're in danger, you have the right to discharge your weapon and protect yourself. So I have to say that he was not in the wrong. And I understand better than most people that the job of a police officer is very difficult and they often have to make split second decisions, which sometimes do result in the loss of life. But what I don't necessarily like is the attorney general's response to what happened. It can't be nothing. No, no harm is done. Nobody. Something, something bad happened. OK, a hero was killed. There's no charge for that. Come on, man. Where do we go from here? I think the, the natural solution is we have to take a really deep look at hypocrisy in America. We have to look at some of these people that are in these authoritarian positions. When these type of verdicts come down from people like the attorney general, we have to look at their history. We have to figure out who they are. Are they in a or are they from a diversified background? If not, we have to naturally assume that this person has an agenda which only benefits one group of people. Perhaps some of these positions should be regulated by more than one person. Maybe it shouldn't be called attorney general, but attorney generals, where one person of every demographic of that particular state, county, what have you, is at the table where they can have objective discussions about what decisions to make, okay? If it's all, if it's fully regulated by white men and women, then how is that going to serve anybody but the white population? Now, what seems to happen when these type of situations occur is these families file these really massive lawsuits. They often win those lawsuits. But the only problem I have with that is that those lawsuits, in most cases, don't impact the police departments at fault. It actually affects taxpayers. All right. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to stop here and I'm going to say thank you for watching.